0: We're here today with uh, Sheikh Abdullah bin Hamad Ali. Alhamdulillah he came from California to do an East Coast uh, trip visiting his family and visiting uh, uh, New York, Philly. Uh, Sheikh Abdullah, he goes back uh, way back. I mean, we first met at some events maybe 97 96
1: 98 in morocco. and then
0: 98 in morocco That's i remember right. you were like taking <laughs> attendance and you were like the assistant because you had some years and some knowledge under your belt that uh, it was the Rehla program mm-hmm. second ever mm-hmm. it was in morocco mm-hmm. um, it was really to me a major trip a great mm-hmm. trip yeah. and i think they had you were like a ta Right, you were trans. You were trans- there. I already. was
1: translating. Trans- one of the translators. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you were there. I was there already. Yeah. As a student yep. at the mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Yeah.
0: And then, mm-hmm. was it just coincidentally that they said, "Oh, you're there, so why don't That's you come again?" Right. Okay, right. good. Yeah. So I happened
1: sense. to come up one day, and she comes and saw me. It's like, "Hey,
0: well, we need some help. We need some help translating." Oh, yeah. good. That <laughs> yeah. So and that wasn't the first time you guys met, though. Uh, actually, it was. It was okay, <laughs> but you had known Imam Zaid from way back.
1: Yeah, of course, I've known Imam Right, right. So
0: now, your story. This is what I want to hear. You have a really. Mm. Firstly, you bit, you've you've seen it all mm. since you've been being uh, Muslim from the, you know, being involved studying from mm. the early nineties. Mm, yes. Right. Mm. So, but you also came from you are like your Dorukarname, East and West, right? <laughs> <laughs> you've seen, yes, some of the hardest areas, mm-hmm. which is Philly, mm-hmm. where you're born and raised. That's right. And then you've seen, you know, like the Andalusia type of style of. California and Northern California and all that, you know, attention to detail of style design, that right. is in the air. That's right. And also, literally, the air is mm-hmm. is better. Literally, physically, yeah, the air yeah, is better. Is. So you went from Philly to California. So that me to me, you know, that's a great perspective because you got both sides. And on top of that, you went from probably the hardest work to do in Islam in America is. A prison chaplain Yes And you were a prison chaplain In a place with A serious population That's right Philly
1: Majority selfie.
0: Majority selfie population yeah. mm-hmm. And now you went over And you basically write mm-hmm. And produce Knowledge for people For a living mm-hmm. Right That's In right. California Mashallah mm-hmm. By the time of the day There's going to be so much We're pouring so much Hasid stuff for Allah <laughs> So mashallah Like you got that great Situation out there With the weather I'm not a fan of Californian people <laughs> you know who the best californians are east coast transplants <laughs> uh. <laughs> who have retained a sense of reality right mm-hmm. so so that's the perspective i want so tell us exactly how it started in philly and then how it you ended up going to california
1: um boy how did it start i was born in philly but I actually grew up in chicago until i was about close to 11 uh-huh. and then back to philly from that point and my my parents background was through Christianity, then the Nation of Islam, following Elijah Muhammad and then followed W.D. W D. Muhammad after that. And so by the time I was really able to remember anything, I really didn't receive any indoctrination into any particular type of um, perspective from the nation. But, you know, grew up in a house and my father, you know, he prayed you know that he was about the only only person so the basic point is, is that we really were more like cultural muslims and so i really didn't develop an interest in studying islam until my early teens after we moved back to Phillip, philly and met met a sunni family started to study islam with them um eventually learned i i, I, I found a uh an arabic teacher my first arabic teacher from eritrea who studied in egypt and, um, and then from there, it just sort of um, after, after I developed a little bit of some, some comfort with Arabic, uh, people started to encourage me to go overseas. I didn't want to, you know, but eventually I decided to, to, to go to Azhar. Mm. Uh, that particular uh, year didn't work out. I had a one-way ticket, you know, brother ah. came and convinced me not to go one day right before I was supposed to leave. Uh, and then I went to Temple University I, uh, I, ma- I signed up for a computer science course, uh, majoring in computer science. I did that for two years. First year, I was focused. Um, the second year, I kind of lost interest because I discovered the Arabic section of the library. And so I started to spend more, most of my time studying. <laughs> and we're the talking Arabic. about
0: 1994 here, right? 95? Yeah, yeah.
1: Around like, yeah, around 90, yeah. Um, 95, 96. You know, 94, 94, 95, 96, around that, around that time, yes.
0: And right. your household, you said it was, your father was... War, went to, to right the war was Sunni of right
1: exactly. Okay. He went to war and My mother as well, you know, but uh, my father really was the only person in the in the household who actually did make a lot. So, um, uh, and he didn't impose anything on us either. You mm. see, so so my decision to um, to practice Islam it came um, somewhat. Uh, uniquely differently from from the path that my my siblings had taken even though most of my siblings today still would say they're Muslims you uh-huh. know, but they really don't know much about religion and most of them don't practice much of anything you know but uh, at any rate um, I, I go to Temple University I eventually decide that I need to go overseas um, to pursue what seemed to come easy for me anyway uh, Dr. Khalid Blankenship was one of my teachers. I was taking graduate level courses as well as well as well and as well law uh, with him uh, he in his office as well. Um, he just he said, well, we don't know anybody who studied in Qarawiyyin and Fez, you know, so maybe you could go there. Uh, and I visited in summer, visited the summer for about two weeks to a few different cities to see, you know, what things look like. Uh, they told me if I came if I came back, then I would be official officially a student, you know. So when September came, I I, re, I returned and sort of started like that. So you
0: know, in the when you went to the Karawiin, mm-hmm. what was the? Where were the classes held? Not no longer in the Masjid,
1: right? Well, no. When I was there, they, the classes <clears throat> were still being held in the Masjid because oh, there cause was a new right. foge, a new sort of um, a new cohort that had started by perhaps about. 10 years before that uh, under um, uh, um, 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 the King, Hassan Thani, uh, who, who, who died, um, I think, believe in 2000 or 1999. I can't remember exactly what year he, he, pa- he passed away. But um, he, um, uh, he had reinstituted the courses, the classes in the the university so about he wanted prior to that. Okay, right, so he wanted
0: to bring back some of that yes, tradition. Yes, right, exactly. Yes, so, so he actually so had the yeah. classes on the straw right. mats and the sheikhs out yes, on the yes, chair. Right. That's right. Right, mm-hmm. just like we had it in the Rehla. Right, exactly. Okay, So, right, so, right, so you right. had your classes there, and yeah. where did you...
1: Well, there are two different things. Like, you have the, that's the, we call the the traditional school. The original school is the, the masjid, you know, but then there's also the more modern style school, which were established in the early 50s, mm. 1950s, <coughs> 51. And there are a number of faculties, uh, the theological, Theological school is in Tiswan, and then you have the Kuliyat Sharia, which is in Fez, and there's another Kuliyat Sharia in Agadir, and then there's um, Kuliyat Al-Luga, which is in Marrakesh, which mm-hmm. actually, uh, Abdul hadi Haunterkamp, you know, who teaches at Georgia Tech, he he graduated from there mm-hmm. um, uh, some years ago, uh, but I, I studied in Fez in the uh, College of Sharia, so um so I, I would take my regular courses there and then on the weekends i would go down to the old school and i would sit in the karasi uh with the uh, with the ulama there mm. to uh, to get bel- so that's bel- in the bel- bel- weekends bel- usually weekends yeah, yeah usually so you got, we time right yeah or uh, or the summers they would have what we call called almiya, which are like more like public lectures that yes. major ulama would come there and give you know things like that you know so and then also some private study
0: and the, the sheikhs uh, were the same sheikhs though Yes, between right. the college and the masjid
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Like, well, not all of them, you know. But like, for instance, Sheikh Mohammed Tayyib, who he taught both at the Kulia and he also taught mm. the uh, the original. Um, he was the senior.
0: One yeah, that everyone definitely,
1: expected, and right? and and Fez, yeah, he was definitely yeah. the senior scholar in Fez. One of the, the senior scholars of the of the country of Morocco, okay. you know. Yeah, but he yeah. was um, he was less known than one of the other muftis also taught there, who um, was Mufti Ghazi Husseini, hmm. and a lot of mercy on Both of them, uh, but I also studied a bit with uh, uh, Mufti Ghazi Husseini some years ago. Um, you know, to you know, he had a circle for that. I I, I said a, a number of um, lessons for that. Uh, but but usul uh, largely with Sheikh Muhammad We both at the uh, the the old school, and all, and in his house, yeah. you know, study um, the fiqh and Mariki with him
0: as well in his home. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and the living quarters, very simple living quarters. I'm assuming. Was um, it was it one of the, in one of the old madrasas Well, oh, you mean
1: for the for the students themselves? Yeah. Uh, was it oh, one yeah, of definitely. the old madrasas? Yes, yeah, the old so welcome, madrassah, safari. You remember we actually yeah. stayed there, safari. Oh, so that's where the, uh, yeah. you
0: roomed. Yes, right, yeah. So this, that's
1: actually gorgeous, though. Yeah, right, right. No, actually, before you all came, they, yeah. they fixed it up. <laughs> So I can imagine yeah. now
0: how uh, the yeah. facilities were pretty rough. Yeah. You might not even had hot water sometimes, right? Right, right, exactly, yeah. And and you had to heat up your water. Yeah. You know? yeah. And in the winters, but, you had to cover yourself
1: about three, four different blankets. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
0: But the the, the mm. view uh, you wake up and uh, mm. the sounds, the view is mm. almost really like Mm-mm. out of this world. Yes, right. right I mean, if yes. people don't know mm. what it's like, it's literally those old Islamic madrasas, mm-hmm. which with mm-hmm. everything is tiled. Right. And the city of Fez is the preserved city that has no, um, no modern uh, roadways at mm-hmm. all. Like mm-hmm. literally, it's, it's there's no right. there are no cars can come in the city, mm-hmm. and there are all those tr- old ancient sounds. So really, it was mm-hmm. like going back into in time. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. It is like that. Um, yeah. I mean, I was a bit privileged. I for me, I actually had my own uh, apartment that was in the newer side of the city, actually closer to the airport. Well, I live a few different places, you know. But yeah. I was more so in the, in the in the newer side of the city. Um, I originally, when I went there, I was my plan was to actually live within the uh, the student dorms, you know, in huh. uh, the uh, um, uh, which were down there. And uh, but then, like about a week before I left, some of the brothers in, in Philadelphia um, uh, who were working with uh, Kenny Gamble. I don't know if you're familiar with him, Kenny Gamble. Yeah, hey, from Newark. No, Kenny Gamble actually, he's he's a pretty famous music producer. You know, he There's someone he, he was, in Newark with a similar right, name. Right, Look man, look man, Kenny Gamble. Uh, I can't remember his last name. He uses if he uses a different Muslim, a, an Arabic last name. But Lukman Kenny Gamble, Kenny Gamble is a pretty famous
0: jazz player. You know,
1: well, music producer. You know, amongst not only African Americans. I keep getting but, it wrong with this yeah. poor guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. He produced music. He's, okay. I mean, it's some of his songs like Mrs. Jones and others. It's, it's a lot he, of his songs be used in movies and things like that. Right. You know, but he, uh, Alhamdulillah, you know, he's Muslim and he had um, Allah had blessed him with a lot of wealth and he has a number of uh, real estate properties. And uh, he had built uh, started the South Philly, the UMM, United Muslim um, United Muslim Mosque in, in South Philadelphia. Oh, he's the one who started it. Right. He okay. built that. He had that constructed right himself. Yeah. You know, so uh, anyway, anyway, you know, so his organization, they came to me and they said that they were willing to um, to support me uh, oh, good. financially. So so I had, you know, it was, you know, Alhamdulillah. So it how was, many years? Sorry. So I was there for four years, four four years years in Morocco, you know. But my studies in the the States, I had already uh, had a solid seven seven years of study, Mm -hmm. uh, Arabic Mm -hmm. Quran, Hadith, a lot of different things like that. So now,
0: Mm -hmm. in Morocco, it's known that Mm -hmm. they have an official doctrine, Mm -hmm. right? right. Uh, That does that, Mm -hmm. which is that they're not they're teaching Ashari creed Mm -hmm. and Maliki Fiqh and um, Warsh Mm -hmm. in the Tajweed. That applies to the college as well. So that's the education yes. that you got. Yes. Now, right. who is it, which king, which of the kings mm-hmm. made this uh, statutory, made this like law?
1: Well, the, uh, um, some say it goes back to the time of Ibn Tumart, which is actually, um, you know, um, uh, then the, 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 the era of the uh, Mawahideen um, but, but it's it really not clear exactly, you know, at least it, it's not something that I'm, I have clarity on, you know. But it's, it's been something which has been considered part of Moroccan culture, right, national yeah. culture, if you want to use the word national for that, before the nation state existed. But, you know, it's been part of their culture for, for a very long time. Um, Abdul Wahid al-Asha, his text of uh, al-Mushid Mu'in, you know, he died 1040 after the Hijrah, so you're talking about, you know, four centuries uh, right now, and so at the very the very beginning, he mentioned uh, uh, You know uh, that you know the the uh, the uh, the creed of uh, ashari, the uh, jurisprudence of Imam Malik and the the spiritual path of imam junaid. Hmm. Uh, so those three components have been a part of that for for a number of centuries. We know that. You
0: yeah. Know, you know. So you you finished the, 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 the mm. t- you took exams mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of exams, like essay exams or oral yeah. exams, or
1: well, what? the exams uh, consist at the the uh, uh, the more the modern style university. Uh, the exams are composed of two different parts. There's written and there's oral. So, so we have, there are about nine courses that are that are on the curriculum, and for about four of them, you take oral, written exams in. And if you pass the written exams, then you can move on to the oral exams. Uh, so basically, what the written exams consists of are usually two essay questions, uh-huh. right? and you choose one of them and they give you three hours to answer in as much detail as you possibly can, which fundamentally means that you don 't know what's going to be in an exam, yeah. and you have to cover every single detail of a book right uh-huh. yeah, in, order to, in order to prepare for that. Uh, Now, naturally, there are a lot of quirks uh, in the modern system that um, is affected often by political um, 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 sort of discontent and students themselves. They're they're in these political uh, movements or uh, where... There's pressure on the administrations to sort of start school late end school late, but that's not the case in the jama and the, no. the central mosque, you know, that particular um, um, school that, you know, there's usually no disruptions in uh. terms of like the the way that things actually go down. And so and there are also usually some some type of exams for the for the original, the old school as well, but um, it's much more. Uh, text base where students themselves they have the books, and so mm-hmm. they'll come to the circles. and ulama themselves they would open up the book with them uh, and they would read through them. But or the ulama generally, what they do, they won't actually read every single line, but basically, they will give a lecture about whatever the lessons that were assigned last night. And so the students will have questions about the, uh, the things they didn't really comprehend in the actual text itself, mm-hmm. right? So that's usually how it would be uh, carried out.
0: And you got married in that period of time, no. No, afterwards
1: no, you got married. No, I got married after I came home. I got married two years after I came home. Right? Okay, so right. you came
0: back, and where did you? Where was the first place you worked?
1: Um, Philadelphia. Yeah, right back to Philadelphia. And my original plan was to go back to doing what I was doing prior to that, where I was a security guard. Ah. so I used to do security in the uh, in a hospital. I've I've done the security. I've been a painter. I've been a barber. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've done a number of different things, you know. But I was working at a hospital before I went over. And originally, I asked my supervisor if if I could come home every summer to save money to yeah. work and save money, and I would take it back. And, and I was gonna live in a student dorm. But then look look, man Kenny Gamble's organization helped you. Out. Yeah, they helped me out, so I didn't have to come home, uh, at least not as much as I wanted to, but I originally planned to. But but basically, um, basically the uh, what, what 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 happened was that. SubhanAllah, I'll lose track of my thought. But uh, what was what you just asked me again? So, uh, your first uh, job uh, when you Right, right, that. first for his job. Right. So, I come back and I originally was planning to go back to my security job. But um, one of my early teachers, Sheikh uh, Ayman Mohamed and his brother Anas, you know, early Quran and, and Arabic teachers, um, they had a school. They have a school in, in Philly called uh, the Kuba Institute of Arabic and Islamic Studies. They said, "Well, well, if you have nothing else to do, you can come back and, and, st- and teach, teach with so us." I would imagine that you would right. go
0: teach at UMM um, if no. they sort of sponsored you. That right. was just from them. Yeah. They what
1: happened? Well, what happened was that prior to me coming home, one of the reasons I came home so soon was because there was a. The Originally, there was a merger between Cuba and UMM. Okay, that makes sense. And then there was a split.
0: Oh, okay. Right. You found me. There was a split right before I, c- I had come home. You Same know? split. Right. Exactly. Like the, just as they came in, they came out. Or different groups? No, the same people. Same, same people, people. Same yeah. people
1: together. So there was a split. So and I was somewhat penalized for that. You know, uh, so I would say, listen, okay. you know, me, you guys just let me give me two more years. You okay. know, here at least, you know, and I can yeah. finish my studies. And they say, no, we're going to cut off your stipend. Oh, so I was man. somewhat forced to come home. Okay. Um, so, so I came home, and so Cuba, you know, they, they gave me the offer, and I and I and I stayed there, taught there for a year, taught um, from third all the way up to twelfth grade. You know, Quran, Fiqh, Aqidah. Um, pretty so much so you taught yeah. the the yeah. dean to all the grades right Exactly. well oh. not all the grades you know but they, of course 3 to, third, 12. Three, yeah. to 12. But 3 to 12 3 3 to 6 it was quran specifically but from 7 to 12 it was fiqh in Aqidah as well that must be like right.
0: four classes a day
1: yeah it was quite a bit yeah, yeah. it was a lot of work yeah. yeah and um and so after my towards the end of my first year um somebody had approached me about the prison job they said that you know found out that there was a, a, a the imam was was uh the former imam had not returned yet apparently because of 9-11 he had got some some threats and you know by some of the people on the job and he was you know he was a Lebanese um, imam who was there prior to me uh, uh, coming through and so they wanted to fill the position. I really wasn't didn't take it seriously at first but then you know I said okay let me try this out yeah. so and that's how I started working in the prison after that so
0: and well and that prison was like one prison or do you make this one
1: right because one. i was full-time full-time chaplain for the state of um pennsylvania the um, the, uh, the state correctional institute of chester so not chester, fe- not the federal prison no not federal prison state prison
0: yeah okay so it was state prison how yeah. many uh muslim inmates
1: muslim inmates uh made up an average about one third of the population it was uh, it was between three and four hundred. Three to four hundred people at yeah. Juma, for example yeah exactly and yeah. you
0: taught classes yeah talk classes right yeah. and mm-hmm. what kind of reactions did you get from the <laughs> oh it, it varied you know I mean um, um,
1: most of the guys didn't show up naturally uh, because to of, the classes and right, the, to the classes, right? or right. the gym well of course they had to they come to gym because okay. they believe gym is a compulsory so well, it's not even compulsory yeah, right they just you know <laughs> yeah. felt it was I mean there had people were telling them that it wasn't compulsory but the cellophies didn't go for that yeah. I didn't like that I, I still don't like that opinion anyway personally yeah. you know I feel that we have unique um, um, circumstances of that, course yeah. you know know, um that that there's more of if anything, you know, there's more of a manfa'ah than a muffsada totally. to totally. people actually showing up to to hear the word of Allah, especially totally. in a place like that, yeah. uh where, you know, it's, it's it's full of negativity and it's probably the only one of the only times they get an opportunity to hear uh something uh yeah. of callallah yeah. Qurasullah is something perhaps potentially spiritual and uplifting. Mm-hmm. So so at any rate um you know, uh, we had, uh, definitely, I had, a, I had brothers who were um, interested in studying with me, and they, did, they would come down. So it, it was not a small, extremely small number of people who would come down to my regular classes, Arabic and Aqidah or Sirah. Uh, Sira. I got the largest audiences from Sira. You know, sometimes you get some of the guys who kind of sell if you lean in yeah. to even show up for that. Uh, and I actually would actually, I would actually even allow Salafis to have their own circles. I let them teach their own yeah. Aqid tahawiyah I say, okay, if you guys, I used to learn something, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Ibn, Ibn Abi'ez. Even right? though he doesn't exist, but yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so let them, you know, I let, yeah. them, uh, um, let them teach their, their, their circles. And at least at first I did. Uh, but after a while, I actually stopped. I didn't allow akhira to be taught at all, or kalam to be taught at all, at a certain point in the institution. I didn't teach it. And I didn't allow them to teach it. And one of the reasons why I stopped teaching it is because even the brothers who themselves who claim to be Maturidi uh, or ashari, they would recommit. They recommit. You know, they would you know go out, commit crime, come right back, uh, and I uh. say, well, you you know studying this Aqidah really didn't help you you yeah. know that much. And so it's I just felt okay. Well, I'm just focusing on you know Quran, um, Arabic. And and uh, you know, so alhamdulillah And I remember one one of the Salafi brothers who uh, would come to my Arabic class um, one day after a class. He came to my office and he actually had tears in his eyes, and he said that um, he really appreciated me saying one thing, and which was that the reason that I'm teaching you Arabic is because I want you all to feel free, uh-huh. to be. I don't want you to be anybody's slave. I want you to be able to check behind people. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm giving you a tool that you can utilize. And he really appreciated that, you see. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things we have to understand about a lot of people who actually turn to Salafism is, as many of them are coming from backgrounds where they feel um, that uh, they don't have control of their lives. And, yeah. and, and so so people end up in prison, a lot of times they feel that they they lost control of their lives and that's why they're in prison. So they have to be as strict as possible as they can can on themselves. And that's actually what one of the brothers said to me one time, another brother, actually said one of the reasons he said, the reason why I am Salafi is because when I reflect upon my life, I see that the reason I I ended up here so many times is because I refuse to obey laws, you know, so I have to be find the strictest things I possibly can find in order to to, to, to live um, You know Yeah well, And,
0: and, and that, mm-hmm. that could be done With the mm-hmm. other schools Yeah but of course right. I would think though mm-hmm. That the best things To be taught in mm-hmm. prison Would be mm-hmm. Arabic and Quran mm-hmm. And to Because yeah. a lot of times It's uh, Maybe a fit Anger mm-hmm. Right Hate mm-hmm. And they're dealing With a lot of mm-hmm. uh, Sometimes oppression mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. And a lot of emotions mm-hmm. Right So how to handle That stuff Seems right. to me To be a greater priority than
1: well yeah i mean you i think it's um it's reasonable to 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 conclude that but uh, my experience has taught me that i haven't found them any more or less angry or you know um unable to uh deal with um life's challenges than than people who are out in the streets you know and um and so and that's not to say that i don't agree that the soul wolf in some form or another should be taught to them uh, I, I totally agree that that it should be in the, a part of the curriculum in some way, but you you can't give it to them as yeah. to solve. That's course, one thing yeah. you already know because it's a curse yeah. word, so
0: Actually, yeah. Sheikh yeah. Rami, and I'm sure you know yeah. this yeah. since yeah. he's yeah. out there yeah. with you in California, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he actually th- found that uh, the, the book, mm-hmm. Rights of Parents, mm-hmm. taught about the nature of authority, mm-hmm. right, and actually discussed a lot mm-hmm. on the issue of authority mm-hmm. and how we handle mm-hmm. it, how we view it right things like that that you know that's one of the main things that he teaches yeah and yeah. he's and he te- talks a lot about going back to your home mm-hmm. and making things right with your parents having mm-hmm. sabr, mm-hmm. Right? right and right. Uh, overlooking if they didn't you know guide mm-hmm. you the right way right and he said that uh that's worked wonders for people because yeah, yeah. there are a lot of knots on the inside right yeah right yeah. that go back yeah, to that yeah i can see that yes rights of parents which you can buy from amazon
1: right yeah i definitely can see some of that happening with some people but not everybody um it's um uh i would be interested in knowing like from 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 Shikharami himself just just um how many people uh, have, have shown um a very positive reaction to teaching something like that that's yeah. uh, see, see, the reason why i just asked the question or mentioned that is because see i think it's different when you come in as a volunteer or as a contract Person, mm-hmm. right, and because I'm, I was full time person. I was there like nine to five.
0: Like, so like what would every, you, you yeah. would, you would do, uh, be, have like office hours? Or? Yeah, I had a, yeah,
1: yeah, I had office hours. I would, would walk around the prison. I would visit the blocks. I would visit the solitary. infirmary. Visit, visit the, um, the, uh, the, right. the uh, yeah, you know, the sort of what you call the, um, the, the
0: hole. What some people refer to as the hole. You yeah, know, you're was, allowed to visit the people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's, is it's not, not just
1: allow, allowed, encouraged. Solitary. You know? solitary. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So to to talk about them try to see what you know what they're thinking about try to help them um to deal with their situation try to get them to see things in a a certain way um there's one story i I like to tell where um there's this young brother he's about 20 years old who had um sent a, a picture he had his sister sent him a picture of her pregnant belly to him so he took the picture and he stabbed it up and he sent it back, <laughs> so, so so she called the prison and said, "Well, uh, I don't know if I want my brother to come home, you oh, know, because like he sent me this picture and I don't really know what it means." You see, uh, it turns out that uh, the individual, um, her boyfriend, stole some drug money from him, uh, and so he's upset about it. You uh. see, and so she was the one she was she was she was pregnant by, uh. Uh, and so when I went visited him while he's in the hole right you know, he one of the things i said to him I said, of course, I said, as a Muslim, I mean, why would you even be upset about that? You, yeah. see, you know, you shouldn't even be selling drugs. The money itself is dirty. And, and, then, and I, after a few days, I returned to see him, you know, and actually he was in different spirits. He Supreme. actually was like, it's like it took some time to really think about it. and he said, yeah, you're right. You know, I, you know. but he was it was already too late. They want to ship him out to a different prison. And so, you know, but he he seemed like he was dealing with the situation a lot better. But so nine to five,
0: you'd be in the uh, in the building, mm-hmm. giving guidance in different formats, mm-hmm. walks, mm-hmm. classes, et cetera. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. So, mm-hmm. how many years did you did that? Five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. And how did you end up going to Zaytuna? Uh, invitation.
1: Invitation. I was uh, actually I reached the point where I was looking for something new and is it stressful? And, um, or it depressing? could be. I yeah. think it it could be the average mem- worker, po- average person working for the DOC, the Department of Corrections, and uh, uh, um, the retirement age is fifty.
0: Mm. Wow! Right, That's and the nothing. reason,
1: right, and you know why, right? Because it's so stressful. It's so stressful, you yeah. know. And the lifespan, the the, the 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 normal average lifespan is sixty years old. You're kidding? Yes. Right. Subhanallah. Right. That's why they they Submanal. right. That's why they, they have wow. early retirement, right? Wow. You know, but of course, for a, a prison guard, is much more stressful than it would be for me, yeah. right? You because know? like I am generally looked upon as an ally of the inmate, so yeah. like there's less stress for me, uh, and I think it has something to do also with your temperament. You know, if you're yeah. if you don't you know rattle is easily uh, then you know this much less stress for you and um, so I think I could have lasted longer but I just sort of lost ran out of um, I couldn't expand more yeah. you know the community I couldn't grow the community more yeah and I was look. I started to look for something else and then while I was looking for something else Imam Zay sent me an email and says uh, hey you know you want to go you, out we'd like to come out
0: to so California. what year was that during this no.
1: time, you were still teaching outside of your job. Cause I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and I was. Totally, yeah. <laughs> I was never stopped that. And, and yeah. There was, like a, there was one class you used to do on the phone, I think. Um, I, I probably did quite a few things, right? Yeah. You used to be teaching outside of the. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that. Yes, you're right. Exactly, busy yeah. all day. Right. You know, right. On the weekend. I mean, actually, a lot of my articles, my earlier articles from that time, I wrote them right there in, in, my, in my office. So, alhamdulillah, it's, it's a very, it's a good job to have and that you do have a lot of time, you know, so. Is that also uh, when you did uh, the translation of uh, Ibn al Uh in The Asperis of Allah? The of God, that's Ibn al oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Now, Actually, yeah, it was somewhat around that time. Yeah, I, I think I started it when I was in Morocco, but I actually finished it when I, yeah. Yeah, it really was largely around that time. Mm.
0: So you you went out around what two thousand four, two thousand five, two uh, thousand
1: seven, two thousand seven. That's when I I joined Zaytuna.
0: And what building did they have
1: at the at time, time? At the time, Zaytuna was just uh, working out of a small office uh, in um, in Berkeley. Um, they had already transitioned from Jackson Street and Hayward, and there was a small office uh, where we and I should teach the seminarians like five of them at the time in uh, an office, in an office, really a small office, right? Like so just right. a small office. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and alhamdulillah, I really and I really it's something that I, I really miss about that time is that is that it was it was a focus on text. It was a text based uh, type of program. And and the the language of instruction instruction was Arabic, too. You know? mm. So I actually enjoy teaching in Arabic. Yeah. And when I have this opportunity, so that's why I'm, I'm glad to hear that Zaytuna like, even now is starting the, the master's program, which is going to focus on text as well. And there will be other opportunities. So I may I may um, I may not do it this year, but I might, you know, the following year may start to teach in the in the, the master's, master's program. program as well, yeah.
0: So how many students are estimated to be at the master's program? Um,
1: last I heard, it was about eight right now. Uh, a number of them were some of a number of them are, are, undergrad, are graduates, you know, recent graduates from Zaytuna uh, or some have graduated maybe a couple of years before that. Uh, and then we have, uh, I think there's one student coming from Sweden, coming from Sweden to Zaytuna as well. You know, so, I mean the process of opening things up for international students is very slow because you have to be very careful. You really don't know, you know, what type of what person you're going to get. You know, so it's um, uh, so overall, Zaytuna probably should have on average about 70 students per per year um, if once that starts, you know, which will be in this fall, and we're already on track for accreditation too. For the master's program. Now,
0: tell me what exactly does accreditation? What are the bullet points?
1: Well, I mean, accreditation. <clears throat> the main issues of accreditation are are really one, your financial stability, mm-hmm. uh, and secondly, um, the clarity of uh, the clarity of your 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 goals. Um, um, you have to have clarity on like um, uh, if you claim to be doing something, you know, it has to show on mm-hmm. paper. Yeah. Right. That you're doing what your study goals are, and that doesn't mean that they come in and say, "Oh, you're not teaching this, you're not teaching that." You need to teach. It. They don't. They, they, they don't have. They don't put conditions on you, right? You know. But whatever it is that you're teaching, these are your philosophy. These are your learning outcomes uh, of the entire course, and your or your 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 actual um, study in your, your school. You know, so as long as those things line up, they'll give you accreditation.
0: So they're not worried about. So they're basically worried about that you're not advertising false ad. Basically, not doing false advertising.
1: Right, exactly. And that you're going to remain stable. Right, not long enough so that students don't come in and gr- they sign up in year one and they, they don't finish year four. Yeah. Right, was, they walk away with no, gra- no, no diploma. Right, yeah. exactly shut down. Right. That's so like right.
0: law schools. <laughs> 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 so tell me now, compare for me, we only got, unfortunately it's horrible, we only <laughs> got like three, four minutes left. <laughs> oh, and, and the reason is that Sheikh mm-hmm. Abdullah has been mm-hmm. out in California so mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. he's forgot about New York traffic. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, uh, that, what I was going to say, compare mm-hmm. – the muslim life mm-hmm. on the east coast versus mm-hmm. the west coast how yeah. would you compare the two
1: well actually it was really interesting i gave a khutbah uh, about four or five years ago called uh sufi salafis and the Molin. Uh and in that khutbah i attempted to sort of offer some of the parallels of in terms of my experience you know so, so you have people on the east coast who are um be very dogmatic we also have people on the west coast who are very dogmatic about things yeah uh, and um, on the East Coast There is a definitely I guess you'd say much more of a I compare the East Coast to like Ancient Baghdad yeah, So yeah. see it that way Like on the East Coast today You have everybody of, of various mm-hmm. stripes uh, um, Backgrounds Ideological um, Persuasion And it's the type of place where You can't just say anything Without backing it up you follow me, you know, you, you yeah. have to be have to your delete. You're, you're, you're going to be questioned. We're, we're to you're going yeah. to be challenged. Uh, the West Coast is more like, you know, like, the, I guess you're like the Maghreb, you know, right? where yeah. you have um, people who, um, people are very laid back. Uh-huh. Um, the, the issues that are uh, of major concern are not the kind of issues that we find to be major, of major concern over here. Um, people are less uh, combative, I guess you say, when it comes to religious type of issues. But at the same time, uh, it, for for many people i think you can say that at least there is a certain type of uh, uh laxity in terms of their um their their, their their the the enthusiasm i guess you should say about knowing islam and being concerned about the preservation of it mm-hmm. i do
0: think that that is uh, a, a major concern i, I know, get the feeling know, know, that you know. the west coast mm-hmm. allots a lot more mm-hmm. Room and space for your whim, like,
1: yes, right, exactly. Yeah. it's almost like yeah. catered to, right, right, exactly. And and when if you challenge people, then people, you're, you're just want to be a Wahhabi, right? Yeah. You, know, you might you're just a regular old Muslim, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're a regular yeah. Muslim. You know, you like, all of a sudden he's Wahhabi. You start talking about a hadith is fabricated or weak, and they yeah. like, say it must be a Wahhabi. It's like, well, why have to be a Wahhabi yeah. if if, it, if it's not? as part
0: of the deen? Yeah. <laughs> right. even you know, middle right, the right, middle right, part right, of America right, where. Uh, yes people came in as professors Mm -hmm. like comfortable Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. uh Mm. the east coast any opinion that you're going to have in a masjid Mm. like you better be able to Mm. really back it up Mm. so you're gonna if you're going to come with anything Mm. you're going to come with it really strong Mm. or you're not going to come with it at all right right Right. so yes
1: yes mm.
0: now last question before Mm -hmm. we uh wrap up Mm. is Seminary versus college. Talk to me about the differences, because you've seen both. You've seen mm-hmm. the seminary element, yeah. which was a right. pilot program. Right. And you've seen the, what is t- tell tell people about the difference between the two.
1: Well, I think that in both the uh, in, in the modern educational context, that there are limitations to both. And some of the limitations are the result of just the very fact that people are attempting to cover uh, a, s- a significant amount of information in a very short time span. Right, and that in itself, right there, um, has an effect on quality, in my opinion. When it comes to education, it has effect on mastery. Um, uh, The uh, the, college, I would say that some of the benefits of college is that individual can get um, a much more well-rounded view of things. Uh, They study more things in a short period of time, or at least they're exposed to many more things in a very short period of time. Whereas in the seminary context. Uh, if you're talking about a a type of context where people are focusing on studying like one or two or three different topics at a time, then um, there's a sense that you develop a certain familiarity with the books that you're studying uh, and a certain in some cases a certain type of mastery of those things but you may be very limited in your outlook and your perspective in that there are just, uh, you're not using every possible lens that you could look at a, an issue um, from right mm-hmm. so 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 in that sense um the the seminarian could be much less re- well rounded mm-hmm. uh because of that especially if you're only focusing on islamic studies yeah. right only issues that we typically associated with uh the ulum shar'ia or, mm-hmm. or ulum islamia uh, so um I would say there benefits and their there are limitations to both. Um, one of the, uh, I would say that one of the um, limitations of the college, um, especially in the Western colleges, is, is that uh, students, some students may walk out feeling much more confident um, about their knowledge than they probably should. Um, seminarian, be, <laughs> you're right. But the opposite can be true as well, where it's like some students in the seminary context, because we had so much focus on saluk or focus on tawada, mm-hmm. that people feel much less
0: empowered, yeah, all right, than they perhaps should. Actually, right? I was just yeah. complaining right. to yeah. someone yeah. that yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. programs out mm-hmm. there, especially mm-hmm. if they have a tasawofi mm-hmm. element, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the students come back so passive. Mm-hmm. so limited in what they're offering to the s- community right. right it's been drilled to them that you're nothing everything's your nefs mm-hmm. yes, right right and mm-hmm. and you ha- and don't sacrifice your uh, mm-hmm. athkar and, mm-hmm. and it comes back and it just drives me nuts because you had someone who was so active so mm-hmm. ready to go mm-hmm. yes. with like pure intention mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's all been shut down right And on top of that, oftentimes their speech is incoherent, Yes, like from mixing the tasawuf with aql, it's like (laughs) taqmeer happened or something, right? So (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's so much discussion about like I'm not in this space or whatever, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it just drives me nuts. Yeah. So I wish we could continue, but we have to stop here, and who knows, we might get a chance inshallah afterwards. But right now we're going to go down to the masjid, Inshallah. inshallah, for the talk element. جزاكم الله خيرا سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك والعصر إن الإنسان لا في خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصلوا الحق وتواصلوا الصب